0: Oh, speaking of that, it is a little bit off track. Ian, I did some digging into those Panama papers today. Yeah. Oh man. After you mentioned wow, I can't wait till this all sifts out.
1: Yeah. yeah. How about the uh Iceland prime min- yeah, Prime resigned. Minister in Iceland had to resign. Yeah. Because Iceland is a small country and literally every single person <laughs> came to his door and was like, You're gonna resign and we're gonna elect someone new. Yeah.
2: And he went, No. And they were
1: like, No Yeah, they were like, No, you can't do that. And they went again. Perhaps you've forgotten the role of the government <laughs> and the size of this country. You work for us. Go get a new job. We're having a new election. Okay. And he was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to steal money. I like
0: Putin's response. He's just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> what? It wasn't me.
3: <laughs> you will uh, now be
0: quiet. <laughs> no. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think the reaction in, in Russia is going to be a little different than it was in Iceland. Right.
0: <laughs> I've already heard, too, Jackie Chan was involved in this, too. Oh, I <laughs> no couldn't believe way.
1: it. Yeah. yeah. No way, Jackie Chan? Yep.
0: I'm sure it's not like any decisions he made. He might not have even known, but.
1: Oh. He was so in it. So that's the answer. That's the answer to, where's Jackie Chan at? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> where's Jackie Chan at? He's, He's laundering money in Panama. <laughs> He's in the Cayman Islands. Oh, amazing. <laughs> that really cheered me up. <laughs>
3: The Profane Argument is a podcast for secularists, free thinkers, agnostics, and atheists. We discuss topics that we think are relevant to non-believers. Welcome to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fifth Profane Argument Podcast. My name is Ray, and along with me are...
2: Hi, I'm Karen.
0: I'm Jared. This is Ian.
3: Okay, first off this week, let's get things going with a question about superstitions. I was wondering, actually, I don't know, I don't know how this is going to go, because this is unprepared. I don't think a couple of us have, have any idea what I'm going to ask. However, superstitions... I'm going to start off with some some basic superstitions that everybody knows about and everybody kind of participates in. So I found this list of American superstitions. It starts off with blowing out the candles on your birthday cake. If you do it in one breath, you get what, the, what you wish for. Right? Everyone's familiar with that. Sure.
0: Sure. That's actually I did not know that. But
3: hmm. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Well, okay. I thought you not yeah. to
0: tell. I thought, yeah, I thought the superstition where you weren't supposed to tell anybody your wish or it won't come true.
3: Well,
2: I think it's
0: both. Oh, it's both. Yeah. Well, Jesus, no wonder none of mine are coming true. I wasn't telling anybody, but I'm a smoker. <laughs> it takes me a couple breaths.
3: Yeah, you're supposed to do it in one breath. So, second one, if you if you have a wish and you're using a wishbone, you can two people make a wish, hold each end of the wishbone, pull it until it separates the person with the longer end gets their wish. Correct. Another one, crossing your fingers helps you to avoid bad luck and make wishes come true.
1: Well-known fact.
3: hmm Right, <laughs> fact,
1: huh? <laughs> uh,
3: another one, if you refuse a kiss under the mistletoe, it causes you bad luck.
1: I, didn't know I that did one. not know that. I mean,
3: well, that's why, you, you know, if you're under the mistletoe, you have to kiss, right?
1: Oh, huh, all
3: right. It's because you get bad luck if you don't.
0: Right. I'll have to remember that last part. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I'm under the mistletoe with somebody.
3: Friday the 13th. It's an unlucky day.
0: Mm-hmm. Indeed. Well known. Yes. So.
3: What do we think about these superstitions? Is there Pro. any credence here or are these just things that are taken for granted and everybody just kind of goes along with it?
1: I assumed B. Yeah. I, I uh I love going along with it, but they have absolutely no credibility.
3: So why do you like going along with it?
1: Uh well, I like being c- included. <laughs> Sometimes again, because it takes very little effort and all we- and this is one of those cases where it takes so little effort. In case I'm wrong, I feel like I've lost nothing by participating.
2: Interesting answer.
1: So, um, absolutely. And, and there's so many. I don't even know why I have them. Some of the, you know, I have, I have sports superstitions, what I can, you know, wear, do, or say when a favorite team of mine is playing. I do all the numerical superstitions, you know, in, in both directions. Numerical? Yeah, well, like if I'm numbers that are lucky or, or unlucky. You know, I try them both out. Again, I don't want to be this specific because I know only Ray and Karen and all three of you will get the reference. But when I'm opening my Deadpool daily taco tokens, I count <laughs> till I get to the 13th token before I hit accept. Every wow. 13th time.
0: token? What are you talking yeah. about? This is well, something it you need flashes, to tell me about it, later.
1: <laughs> oh, it just flashes pictures, like through the pictures. And I ha- and I hit it on 10 so that it opens the 13th one.
3: Oh, Oh, okay. Okay. okay interesting
1: yeah every single token sometimes i get brazen and you know i'll open one another number that i i enjoy like number three or number 23 but almost always the 13th token i like to throw salt over my uh left shoulder when i spill it i'm down with <laughs> okay. birthday candles wishbones. bones wow, that was not
3: even on my list
1: yeah i don't walk under ladders but that's for safety reasons more than anything else what right. do you feel about black cats i'm allergic to them but otherwise pro <laughs> but I will, I will, I will laugh to myself. Like when I'm, I'll be driving along and I'll see a black cat dart across the road, and I'll be like, "No, why? <laughs> Cross your own path." But you know, it, it has no real lasting effects.
3: So, also on this list, a rabbit's foot. Do you, has anyone ever carried a rabbit's foot?
0: Yeah, no. when I
1: was five.
3: Four leaf, four leaf Sure. Finds you good. L-
0: Never found one. Uh, Always wanted to though.
3: Penny, penny heads up. Brings good luck. Uh, yes. And this is also Black Cat. Crosses your path. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, breaking a mirror. Seven years bad luck.
0: Oh, that happened to me when I was a kid and I was convinced I was, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this is going to end when I'm 14. <laughs> um,
3: open an umbrella in the house brings bad luck. Steps, step on a crack. Break your mother's back. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, the umbrella one has there's a reason for that, though. What's that? That I believe that was started in the Victorian era. That that picked up steam because a lot of people were opening up those. Uh, what do they call them? Parasol. What the parasol. Parasol. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and they were catching fire on the lanterns in the houses. So it <laughs> start, I swear to God. <laughs> and that's how wow, it started. Nice. Like, don't open an umbrella in a house; it's bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> Your house might burn down. <laughs> yeah.
2: There's causing. Yeah. There's probably a few other ones like you know blessing people when they sneeze. That's that's another you one. Know, I,
0: I still do that, but I, I remove the god from it.
2: There you go.
0: Right. Just to be mm-hmm. polite.
3: I, I agree with that completely. That's it. But that actually is not on the list, but I did look it up and was going to bring it up. That was true even way back in Greek and Roman. There, there are writings. People would say, Jupiter, bless you. Hmm. Really? Right. And, oh, I should start thought, doing that. <laughs> it was thought as a uh, sneezing was a good sign back then. And it wasn't until like the 1400s. When it was associated with the plague, mm. sure, and it was it was God bless you in order to ward off the evil demons that you know was causing the plague. Yeah. How about this one? Almost everyone believes this one: washing a car will bring rain.
2: <laughs> that's just Scott. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that that's. That's plausible. I, I think I enjoy superstitions to the point where I have known – I've heard superstitions – not that there's a such thing as a reliable or unreliable source, but there are some superstitions that I adhere to that I picked up from, like, cartoons, <laughs> and I still do them to this day. Like, Tiny Toons taught me that when you're, dr- when you're in a car – and you're going through a tunnel, if you, make a, if you make a wish and hold your breath and can hold it for the duration of the tunnel, the wish will come true. I do that every tunnel, except when I'm driving because it's a little sketchy. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, don't want to pass out while you're right? in a tunnel.
1: <laughs> Unless that's my wish. I wish I could pass out while driving. <laughs> Done. I hope you take
3: the
0: bridge into
1: Manhattan if you go. <laughs> uh-huh.
3: Oh, I think Pittsburgh would be bad enough. No, nope,
1: that's where those are all manageable. Squirrel Hill Tunnel—that's that's a good one. I can usually get through that one pretty well,
2: as long as traffic's moving. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know it's funny because
0: I don't really subscribe to any superstitions. I don't do anything like all the things that Ian do, does. I do not do. I'll walk under a ladder if I think it's safe. <laughs> uh, if I spill salt, I won't do that. But and this is very timely. When I'm in a casino, I get very—I don't know what, if I don't want to say superstitious, but I don't like to fuck with my chips in any way. Hmm. If someone asks me for change, I get pissed off because it changes the size of my stack. And I feel how somehow because I've been doing well, I don't want to change anything that I've been doing. So I try to keep the stack the same. If that makes any sense. Preserve the sanctity of the the stack. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) and like someone like a friend of mine will be like, yo, man, uh, break this, this quarter down for me. I'm like, fuck. Now the stack looks smaller. (laughs) Now fate's gonna think I'm losing, and I'm gonna start losing. And I don't like to like I stack them all the same way too. Like I don't like to like you know people have them like all over the place. I can't do that. Like it has to be a certain way. And then I'll it'll if I'm losing, I'm like oh maybe if I start picking up the cards with my right hand instead of my left. (laughs) Like not that I think it's gonna change anything, but I I can't explain it why I do it.
3: The stack thing I get if you uh, because you want to if you want to have the big chip stack. And so, if you have a whole lot of smaller chips, it looks more intimidating than having that one black one or whatever. I, I get that, but it's not that part isn't really superstitious. But the right hand, left hand thing—that is. Oh would- my
1: god, I do that constantly during table games. Way less during poker. Poker—the only real thing I have bad is if anyone other than me and the dealer touch my cards, doom. You might oh, as well right. just fold them now. Pocket yeah. pieces, get them out of there.
0: It's funny because in poker, I none of those things apply for me for some reason. My, the, yeah, my management of my stack is just so I can see my cards properly. It has nothing to do with like if I feel other yep. than like shit. I only have five chips left, and I look like am there's blood in the water. You know, <laughs> right. rather than that, but like at a table nope, game, like but, Ian said, that's where I get yeah. really anal. Yeah, where there's about no skill
1: chip. involved, I'm like, I'll do and I'll try, and I will whichever one has the best results, I will stick with that. Like, I'll. I'll I'll pull my cards with my right hand. If I lose that hand, I'll pull them with my left hand. If I lose that hand, I'll try pulling one card with my right hand and the other card with my left hand, and then I'll switch it up. When I'm, I do the same thing when I'm doing the slots. First, I'll do it the long way. Then I'll press repeat bet. Then I'll try it with my left hand, my right hand. I'll stroke my goatee and then press it with my right hand. Any, I mean, I have never gotten to the goatee part. It's out of I control in the one. casino. I'm I'm wound up with superstition when there's that much chance slash money on the line
2: so are you convinced or have you convinced yourself that it does make a difference
1: no <laughs> makes no difference whatsoever <laughs> i know it doesn't either it's just something it I soothes do. my tired soul
2: <laughs> it's reasonable <laughs>
0: yeah it keeps me occupied in between hands you know right While i'm waiting <laughs>
3: That is just very interesting. It is. Okay,
0: but I'm also like in in certain table games where, like, for instance, I know this is getting way too deaf for people with a three card poker. Like, yeah. you know, I I will pick up my three cards and I, you know, some people just look at all three of them. Like, I look at them at one at a time, and I'll stop if I see a pair. You know, because I don't want to see the third card just to keep it exciting. Like, I don't I guess there's no superstition involved. I'm just like, I know I got a pair. It can only get better from here. You know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I guess the superstition would be if you believe that stopping there can cause that to happen more, can cause you to get trips more. Oh, no, I don't believe that. <laughs> right.
2: I guess the only one I have is that um, if I, you know, if I have a big hand at a table and I just won a bunch of money, I, I if something changes on the table, the dealer changes, they, you know, they they reshuffle the deck. I stop at that point and I walk away because sure, I'm,
0: I'm with Karen on this. I've done that. <laughs> yeah, I've done it when people sat down to play, and I'm like, I don't like this guy's fucking up my flow. <laughs> I
2: <gotta get> <laughs> if I'm losing, I, I don't do it. But if I've won, you know, a decent hand, that, I'll do it then. Because obviously, you know, the luck was with me, and now something's changed, and and, and now it's it's different, and i just, I, I can't do it anymore. I've Got to go find someplace else to go
3: and play. Interesting. I'm really, I'm really curious because I, I think that Karen is probably the most skeptical person of all of us, <laughs> and you still
1: have some little sis- things. Yeah, in th- I was gonna say, I am silly with it. I didn't realize how bad I was until we've discussed <laughs> it aloud. Like, I'm realizing now that every night, assuming I have time, when I come home and watch Jeopardy, I only and this is a, just, like, I'm almost starting to believe this one, and I shouldn't. I always root for the person, the, the contestant, that I like the least because I I've So many times in the past, like nine out of ten times, if I root for who I want to win, they never win. Absolutely (laughs) never win. So I always look for the guy who's wearing a bow tie or has a southern accent, and I'm like, yeah, I hope you win. And Kelly looks at me like, you do? And I'm like, no, but don't tell the TV.
0: (laughs) Ian, you are one second away from converting to Christianity.
1: (laughs)
2: Seriously.
0: Totally. (laughs) <laughs> I'm totally fine. I got so <laughs> pissed off about a, a, a superstition one time that – I so I'm reading in the paper that the local pound around here was having a problem because nobody likes to adopt black cats because mm. they think they're superstitious. And uh, I had already owned a black cat at the time and I was like, you know, if I ever fucking go and adopt another cat, I'm making sure that it's black. And six months later, I was back at that Humane Society. And I was like – they're like, you want to adopt a cat? I'm like, yes, and it's got to be black. Black. Find me a black one right now, <laughs> and now I have two black cats, <laughs> and my life has been shit ever since. <laughs> but, <it's- laughs>
2: but they actually, our local SPCA, since we, since we live near our, you know big college, they won't allow anybody younger than you know looks like college age adopt a cat anywhere near Halloween. Oh, really? A, a, a right. black cat? Not no black cats around Halloween. They say, nope, wow. c- come back afterwards.
0: Why? Are they, are they afraid they're going to sacrifice them or something?
2: No, the kids were... were just were, keep um, them
0: around for the party?
2: Yeah, they keep them around for the party and then take them back. And the poor oh, cats were like... Oh. <laughs> so they just don't anymore. After Afterwards, you can. So I'm God curious about um, things that are more superstitious. What about ghosts?
0: Nope. <laughs> just 100% nope. nope. 100%. Listen, and here's the thing. I wish that shit was true.
3: Mm.
0: Like, all the things that we talk about, well, not the superstitions, but like... You want to get into like leprechauns, unicorns, fairies, Santa Claus, Easter Bunny. I wish it was all true, but I know it's not. <laughs> so go. Well, maybe not ghosts because I don't want to spend the rest of my afterlife wandering around, like moving through things. But ghosts, uh, no, no. <laughs> so like poltergeists. Nope. Not for I don't. I don't know. Anybody else going to chime in? Is it just yeah? <laughs> uh,
1: no. I'm I'm with you. Here's here's the situation. Mm. I would like all that I and mean, again maybe not so ghosts I don't want to be stuck you know I'd rather I'd like to just stop existing when I die I don't want to be stuck intangible on like this plane of existence just watching everybody else enjoy life and I'm like oh I don't want to do this forever <laughs> you want to know why I
0: feel the same way because I would be the guy in the Patrick Swayze movie in Ghosts remember the crazy guy on the subway that was like <laughs> man if I could just have one more cigarette I'm like that would be me
1: that would be my hell <laughs> <laughs> but again in my younger years and by younger years i not that much younger but enough so that you know it's notable in my early 20s we'll say maybe even yeah we'll say early 20s i and i this is even why i believe in it less i was totally caught up in that i loved being i loved looking for ghosts and being convinced and terrified at several different locations of ghosts but you know, at, when I take time to reflect, I know it was just a matter... You know, I was never on my own. It was always a group mentality, and everybody would get worked up. You know, it would just send everybody... You, you would see what you wanted to see. Right. However, I have to say that myself and a small group of my friends had snuck onto a... Uh, this was at, like, one in the morning, a battlefield in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. That mm. was scary as hell. Like, I mean, I was clearly a child and worked up, but I, I can't remember being that frightened and and convinced of ghosts. I have since abandoned that convinced. That has dropped to a
0: zero. I was kind of in the same boat as Ian in that early 20s area. Ian knows this story, but I don't know. You guys I dated a girl who, I wouldn't say dabbled, she fucking went full force into into Wicca. Mm. Full force. Okay. And I was pretty pretty much a skeptic at that point, but Damn, did I want something supernatural to happen to me so badly that I was like looking in areas and being like, that thing fell over, man. That's clearly a fucking ghost. It's got to be, right? Oh, Jesus. I really wish I believed what I was saying right now. (laughs) Like, it was just so I really wanted it so bad because we had broken up and she would call me and be like, oh, the the fairies came and they visited me.
1: And they." I'm like, oh, Jesus, I got nothing. (laughs) Yeah. It didn't last long. Maybe six months. (laughs) Yeah. well, you had to try. And in his defense, this woman was a total, total smoke bomb. So I would have tried to see fairies too.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The only time I ever kind of get sucked into it is, remember, what was it? I think the original horror movie, The House That Was Haunted Up in New York. Um, the, the the walls are bleeding. That that, that Amityville ago. Horror. Amityville Horror. Thank you. That's it. that movie sucked me into um, stories about houses that were haunted and poltergeists and demons and stuff. And for a while, I kind of rolled with it until I you know thought about it a little bit more and thought, well, what could it actually be? And it's usually a teenager in the house is causing all of it. It's usually what it is. Poltergeists are usually look for the teenager. I have fallen into the trap before and I've I've uh, I've believed. To a certain degree, but yeah, I pulled back out again. So,
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing is your mind can do so many things to you to yeah. make. Oh you, yeah, I mean, when you're put in a setting, you know, like a haunted house, and someone's filling your head with all this information, and it's the middle of the night, you're mm-hmm. gonna see shit. And I don't care if you're the strongest atheist in the world, you're gonna be frightened, or at least have something in the back of your head. But it's it's the afterwards part where, like, what you said is you can think about it for a minute and go, okay, you know, now that I'm out of the moment. <laughs> This yeah. is what was re- might have been really been going on.
2: But I think I think part of it too is I mean, for a week or so ago, I was having nightmares, and I don't usually have nightmares. But my nightmares always are like these, you know, spooky, evil things that that are chasing me. And if your brain can come up with things like that, and then you put into a situation where people are telling you that it's actually happening, you kind of go along with it. I think I think if you're susceptible yeah. to it.
0: Well, not only that, sometimes it's fun to go along with. Sure. Absolutely, you know, to get caught up in that moment. Yeah. Damn, I wanted to see some fairies. <laughs> go-
3: <laughs> Alright, so some of the other things that were included in this list. are fate is written in the stars. This is a reference to astrology. This Ugh. is included as a superstition. But uh, any comments on astrology? Because I'm pretty sure nobody here really uh, has any belief in astrology. Astrology Fred-
0: annoys me to no fucking end.
2: Yeah, I think astrology convinces people they are something that they're not and they change themselves to fit the mold.
0: <laughs> or use it as an excuse to be an asshole.
2: Exactly, right. yeah. Yeah. What can I do?
0: I'm a Leo.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I rank astrology right there with uh, being a vegan on the annoying level. <laughs> because no matter what, it's going to be brought up, you're going to tell people about it, and I'm going to want to punch you in the face.
0: <laughs> it's funny, too, because a lot of people who... I believe a rational, still believe in astrology for some reason. Right?
2: Mm. Yes. That's what
0: that's what drives me nuts. You know, absolutely.
2: I want to bring homeopathy into this too, but I don't think it quite fits. I think it is still faith based because there's no science behind it. But and I mean homeopathy, the you know the actual dilution of things to such a degree that you can't measure the thing in the water anymore, but the water will cure you. It's complete hokum and nonsense, and it's faith based medicine. I think but I don't think it's the same kind of thing as Supernatural.
0: Well, it's faith in something that has no no merit.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, we can probably do a, like, a whole homeopathy yeah. <laughs> episode. There's so much there. Another thing that is in the superstition list, and I found it interesting that it was in the superstition list, a forked branch held with a fork in each hand will dip and point mm. when it passes over water. Dowsing. Oh,
1: yeah. Dowsing, Dowsing. rods. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those
0: water diviners, right?
3: Yeah. We have a close friend who is a devout believer in Mm Dowson.
0: Also homeopathy.
3: Also homeopathy. And and homeopathy.
0: (laughs) Has this person proven to you that it works? Like, have you seen him do it? Oh,
3: yeah, absolutely.
0: And do they always find water? No. Oh. (laughs) Well, there you go.
2: (laughs) But he is absolutely convinced that it is a thing. Yeah, this
0: is true. When it doesn't work, what is his excuse?
2: Well, he knows where all the water is on his land because he's a farmer. So he knows where all the water is. So oh, okay. his, you know, hands are just following what his brain already knows, I think.
0: Has he ever been able to do it off his own land?
2: I, I don't well, think he would put himself in a position for scientific scrutiny. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. Well that's convenient.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things that if you
3: see it happen, like you see it happen, you go, wait a minute, what what actually did cause that? And sometimes it's very hard to determine. Mm. But then you look at actual scientific studies. I think Richard Dawkins, there's a video online of Richard Dawkins, he doesn't, he isn't doing the study, but he's there witnessing, and they have a scientific study of these people trying to find water, in. and it's a double blind, so not even the person running it knows where the water is, and uh, complete failure, like it was, they did worse than if they were just guessing. Oh, wow. Uh, not always, but it, the average is the exact same as guessing. So, again, kind of follows with the homeopathy thing, that it's like, uh, it's like the placebo effect. You know, it works as much as uh, a placebo and what you'd expect. Mm. But found it interesting that that was under superstitions, because there are so many people who really do think that dousing is, is an effective way of well, finding water.
2: what do they think is guiding them? Magnetic attraction of water, which, no, they're...
0: Oh, so there's no holy intervention. It's, it's, they're saying it's no, a scientific... Okay.
3: Yes. Uh, from what I have heard and, and, and experienced, yes. It's always th- something to do with the... Well, the same with homeopathy. Mm. The uh, the chemical in the water, uh, the water gets a certain vibration from the thing that you've added to the water. And the, the, the water has a memory, and it gives off this vibration. And that's what, if you drink that water, that's what will appeal oh. you or aid you or...
2: Now, I don't want to wander. There's, there's a, there is a danger to this, though, and the, the, there are some. Just because we don't understand how something works doesn't mean it doesn't work. But you, if you subject it to the scientific method and it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. So I'm not saying that none of these superstitions are are possible. Some of them might be, right? But,
1: but homeopathy specifically, no. I have seen at least three documentaries, one mm. starring personal hero James Randi, mm. that has gone to great lengths. To to prove that homeopathy is not in fact effective in any way.
2: Right. I am of the firm opinion that if you can if you cannot prove it scientifically, then get out. Not going to follow.
1: Where do
0: you guys fall on Bigfoot? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh,
1: there. Uh,
3: I am a strict non-believer in Bigfoot.
1: <laughs> I am an enormous cryptozoology fan. <laughs> I have done countless hours of research on the chupacabra, <laughs> on Makola mamembe bigfoot, uh the yeti, anything that I find uh interesting, anything that has been featured on Leonard Nimoy's in search of oh. Jersey Devil. Um, the Jersey Devil, sure.
3: Mm. Now don't get me bigfoot wrong. Foot is I find tough. I find the Bigfoot thing to be extremely interesting. Mm. Right. But as far as actually thinking that such a creature exists yeah i find that highly unlikely
0: well it, ian it, when you say research i mean are you saying like because you just think it's fun to read shit about it or you're like i'm gonna f- prove one of these things true
1: <laughs> no i've i've never gone on like a squatch hunt or a, like <laughs> anything like that that's i just uh i don't have the time or the resources but i am at the moment i am convinced that none of these things exist but Like the things we discussed earlier, I would love it if they did.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's... Like, if one day someone's like, we got it, we got a Bigfoot, we shot and tagged it, I would be like, that's the most amazing discovery of my lifetime. That's it. Right. Do I think that's going to happen? No.
1: Right, right. Unfortunately, all these things fall within the parameters of... uh, There is actually 100% zero proof that any of them actually exist. So, logically, I cannot... You know, get behind that. But I feel like I do have enough spare time in my in my day that if I want to read a book about chupacabra sightings or an article about a possible Loch Ness sighting, then I should feel free to go ahead and do that. Sure.
0: You know, there was a time in my life where I would watch those things, but now since I'm so wholeheartedly in the camp of like, there's no fucking possible way, like to watch those things to me is like, "Eh, what am I doing? I'm just wasting my time. It's all bullshit. (laughs) I don't, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with you doing it. Just I'm just saying personally right. for me.
1: Right. Nope. It still brings me a similar amount of joy that it did in my younger years. I have less time that I'm willing to devote to that because you're right. That time could be better spent, you know, focusing on the ways to be, uh, you know, a better father to my son. So I try to do that instead. But in the back, in, the, in, the, in the, <laughs> the trenches, I do miss Bigfoot. But no, he does not exist. I feel like we would have 100% at the very least stumbled across a Bigfoot corpse at this point yeah he's elusive
2: <laughs> mm. well there's there's something romantic about you know things that are undiscovered in the world we, absolutely we, yeah it, it, it's it's an interesting idea and it's it's a fascinating possibility but we've crawled over every inch of the earth except for the you know the, the deepest parts of the ocean so it's pretty unlikely at this point mermaids and I, don't...
1: I agree <laughs> less likely <laughs> there are some giant squids however they turned out to be real well, they that did was cool. yeah what so, turned out to be
2: real giant, giant squids. squids
1: oh yeah mm. that's awesome
2: so that was a mythological creature that actually turned out to be true. Once we finally right. got the ability to get down where they live, yeah.
0: And not as giant as <laughs> we were led to believe, but
2: oh. still pretty damn scary, though.
1: Yeah, yeah that's a, that's <laughs> pretty cool.
0: Now, where do you guys fall on alien abductions? Mm, interesting one.
1: Uh, oh, the see when you added abductions,
0: yeah. Now I'm out. 100%. I hundred percent. Well, That's why I said that because I I had yeah. a feeling if I said aliens, we'd all be
1: like, yep. damn right. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent.
3: so. I'd like yeah, to think
1: so. I am a hundred percent on aliens. I, I, I think it is. You know, again, when when I now that I have been kind of indoctrinated and exposed to viewing things through uh, cosmic time, mm-hmm. the idea that there aren't thousands, if not millions, of other organisms out there in infinite space in different capacities, and you know that. There have been other things, you know, on all the other planets, probably currently and, you know, millions of years before us and millions of years after us. Sure. Absolutely. We're not that special. God damn. Right.
3: <laughs> and I mean, it, it, it narrows it down. Like, like if you say alien life, life outside of Earth, then it seems like it it's almost an absolute, not just right. a possibility, but it seems highly unlikely it wouldn't be. If you narrow it down to sentient life, uh, intelligent, sentient life, well, okay, there's going to be a lot less of that, it seems.
1: Right, but I I would still give that a likely.
3: Right, but if you want to narrow it down to, even further, to alien, sentient, intelligent life that has discovered us, Mm -hmm. now that's really difficult. (laughs) right.
0: (laughs) Well, the math is on our side, though. I mean... The distances are hard to comprehend, and right. as coming into contact, but sentient alien life out there that might be aware of our presence—you know—it's th- the numbers are on our side that those types of things exist.
2: But time but isn't on our side, though, is the problem. Right, time exactly. and
0: distance are not on our side. But just a couple months ago, they they discovered those gravitational waves, man, yes. and that mm-hmm. means sp- space can be probably be bent. So who knows?
2: I certainly allow for the possibility that somebody has visited us, that they come down here regularly and give people anal probes. Nah, I'm not so on board.
1: <laughs> <laughs> even,
3: even less so, yeah. 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 I mean, if
2: you look at the distance, if
3: you, uh, there's a, I saw it not too long ago. There's an image of our galaxy, and they had superimposed the distance that our first radio waves mm. would have traveled. It's like a speck. On our galaxy, it's barely even noticeable. So, yeah, being noticed, that reduces the probability down quite significantly. However, that being said, it's imaginable, and yeah. it would be very cool to encounter such a life. Either that or very awful.
2: Well, what, what do you think <laughs> the reaction of the truly religious would be to the existence of Ugh. other worldly life? Oh, man.
3: Well, just like everything else, they'd have to make up something and change their beliefs in order to
2: make it fit. Just incorporate right. it in. Well, yeah, the Christians right. are really, really good at that. They've incorporated all kinds of stuff into Christianity. So yeah. I, I guess I am okay with uh, the, the idea that they'll just incorporate it in. So mm-hmm. before
3: we get off this, I wanted to hit a few uh, of these superstitions. I'm going to skip most of them because mm-hmm. uh, there were way too many. But there were some, like you can break a bad luck spell by turning seven times in a clockwise circle. Dizzy. I, uh, to me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very specific. That. Uh, it's bad luck to sing at the table. And by this, I mean a dinner table. It's bad luck to sing.
1: absolutely fabricated to prevent children from singing at the table. Exactly. (laughs) That's
2: a dad rule. That's
1: an absolute (laughs) dad rule.
3: Um, It is unlucky to rock an empty rocking chair. What? (laughs) Yeah. Now, not only this one actually hits home, my mother yelled at me for doing this. (laughs) Really? She was an avid believer that this was true. I'd never heard that one. That somehow it invokes the spirit of your ancestor who used to sit in that chair all the time.
1: Wow. What if it's yes. a brand new
3: chair? Well, then... Then well, you can then rock a, just, empty, rock oh, away. Oh, Go nuts. Then it's just creepy, I guess. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, how about a bird that comes to your window brings bad luck? I what mean, about, it's true on Game of Thrones, I guess, but... What about hmm? your podium? <laughs> I don't know. That seems like good luck. Did you see that, by the way? Uh, the Bernie Sanders had a bird land the, on his podium? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I, did I didn't that. see that. It was like something right out of Bambi or something. It was amazing. <laughs> um, did you see
0: the eagle try to attack Donald Trump? Yes. Because that was just as good.
3: <laughs> um, how about an acorn at the window can keep lightning out of the house?
0: That is so weird and random things that don't fit right. together. But- <laughs> Well, maybe that has to do with, like, if you have a large tree over your house that would drop an acorn that close to your door, that lightning would strike the tree
2: Ah,
3: before your house? <laughs> elm trees know. as lures, sure. <laughs> I don't know how the acorn has that sort of electromagnetism. That's yeah.
2: weird. <laughs> um, elm um, trees how- tend to be really tall, so uh, hit the tree instead of the house, sure. An oak tree? Oak, sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Not
3: elm. Um, how about it is bad luck to chase someone with a broom? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's a witch. Uh, <laughs> don't I've chase say- your sister with that broom. It's bad luck. Right. <laughs> it just got out of control from there.
0: <laughs> Wait, is it bad luck to chase a person with a broom or to chase? You have the broom and you're chasing somebody.
3: You have the broom and you're chasing somebody. Oh, okay. Because I like, had someone running away from me holding a broom for some reason. Bad luck to chase them. they got a broom. Let them go. <laughs> 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 uh, a sailor wearing an earring cannot drown. <laughs> I'd love to know the origins of all these. Yeah. yeah. And- Animals can talk at midnight on Christmas Eve. Really? That, yeah, for how that long? At Christmas Eve, you know. Just midnight, for that one minute.
1: From midnight until midnight 01.
2: Cats are holding out, man.
3: <laughs> and this one probably threw me for the biggest loop. Smell dandelions, wet the bed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, man. Uh, ah. What is the connection?
3: In any case, this all leads to, there's a article. Karen, I think you posted this. I did. That it's an article that tells how critical thinking suppressed in brains of people who believe in the supernatural. It was published in P L O S one, I don't I'm unfamiliar with, but there's a link to it that I will put on the website. That says that the part of the brain responsible for empathy and analytical reasoning are linked to faith and spiritual thinking. So that Basically, this study shows that if you think critically, you, uh, or, or actually the opposite, if you have faith in religion, you are actually s- suppressing the portion of your brain that is uh, rational reasoning thinking. So I would agree it, with it, that. <laughs> it, he, mm-hmm. Right. It, it, it sounds like it makes sense. But they actually did functional MRI scans and compared with people who think critically and people who think through faith. And it seems that the people who have faith are much more susceptible to any sort of supernatural belief.
2: I wonder if it's cause or effect. I mean, are people that are susceptible to... Are people that are not typically critical thinkers drawn to religion, or are people that are drawn to religion forget critical thinking? You know what I mean?
0: Well, why are they shocked that they're more inclined to believe in supernatural things when they already believe in a supernatural thing?
3: Well, yeah, I don't think it's really shocking. I think with the, yeah. the, the what the study is is that it's there's a part of the brain that is just not you hmm. if you have faith, if you have a religious belief. And that part of the brain is the exact part of the brain that is used when you have a scientific methodology being applied in your thought process.
0: Hmm. That, it's funny because I used to know a girl way back when I was in high school who I was dating and... Uh, I was on the verge of coming into my full line of thought regarding religion and stuff like that. And late at night, we would sit there and I would try to get into deep conversations of, uh, with her about death and what really happens to you and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm putting the pieces together. And she was a not a devout religious person, but she was there. And whenever I would start getting it onto that subject or start making any sense, she would just shut me down. She'd be like, I don't want to talk about that. I don't, I don't want to talk about that. Just stop talking about that.
2: I don't want to think about so, it.
0: Yeah, so maybe, like, when you start flexing that muscle in your brain, you know, it's going to throw everything out of whack for you. So you have to suppress it in some way, shape, or form.
2: Yeah, and I'm thinking critical thinking is a learned behavior. It's not something that – I think everybody has it innately, but you can train that part of your brain to work better. You know what I mean?
3: I understand what you mean, but, like – Kids, when they're very young, they, they're, they're the perfect experimenters. They're the perfect mm. scientists, really. They want to, you Taste. know, they don't know how physics work. <laughs> so, yeah, they want to put everything in their mouth. They want to, you know, hammer on everything, see what it sounds like. Like, you know, they want to do all these different things. But then as they progress, the authority of their parents mm. kind of overrides that. Because the parents start saying, don't do that, and... You know to listen to them, because if you don't listen to them, it's more likely you're going to die. So, you know, we, we've evolved to listen to our parents, our authority figures. But I'm just curious how some people seem to have gone one direction and other people a completely different direction, stayed with the uh, the rational thought or moved on to this complete... Complete lack of it.
2: So we're kind of primed for faith-based thinking then by our by our parental authority. You have to take your parents at their word because otherwise, evolutionarily, we would have died. So you're kind of primed to listen to whatever they say. So if they shove religion down your throat, then you're primed to believe it.
0: Well, I mean, not to mention children are sponges. And if you're mm. getting that for 18 years straight and then you're set out in the world and someone's like, everything you've known your whole entire life is completely wrong. <laughs> To no. make that to make that leap, right. like for someone like you, right? I don't know how you did it, man. Like you and Br- and our, our friend Brian both raised very religious and both kind of in the same camp. I don't know how you did it. I do not know.
3: Well, I think that it's probably because I, it wasn't just beaten in, but it was also. I mean, the fact that my father didn't go to church mm-hmm. probably led me to question things. Mm. A bit more, but it was also—I mean—with my—with my grandfather specifically, he was the type of person that would let you figure things out. He wouldn't—he wouldn't necessarily tell you put that down. It's sharp. He would say that's a tool. You have to respect it. And if you cut yourself, now you'll respect it.
0: <laughs> that's true. That's a good way.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have to credit some of it to him. You know, the ability to to think critically about things. But and bring uh, your own lunch. <laughs> and bring your own damn lunch oh, I mean, sorry. it's true
0: I mean, you can tell a kid a thousand times Don't touch that It's hot But he's never going to really understand what that means till he puts his hand on it mm, And right. finds out how hot it is
3: <laughs> Right So the bring your own lunch thing uh, My, my <coughs> grandfather would made fences We, we did. He, he would make wired fences For local farmers And you would get up early in the morning He would disappear Come back late at night After the sun had gone down The entire day putting up fences by himself. Well, I thought it would be great to go along with him because I really wanted to be like my grandfather. So I decided I was going to go with him. He woke me up stupid early in the morning before the sun so we could get there when the sun was rising so we could start working. We worked and worked and worked until lunchtime. I had missed breakfast because I was sleeping in and he was just like, I'm going now. Get your clothes on. And uh so but when lunchtime came I was starving. He got out his lunch box and he looked over at me and he said, "Well, what did you pack?" <laughs> and I think at the time I was like 12 and I hadn't packed any lunch. And he was like, "All right, I guess I'll I'll share what I've got with you, but you know, next time you better get ready better." <laughs> So was like,
0: hey, how about a little warning?
3: Right. <laughs> so it ended up uh, that's where I got my uh, taste for sardines and turnips, because that's what he was having for lunch. Mm. And that's well, what I that's had. for awesome. lunch.
0: What did you grow up in 1845?
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, my grandfather never had a job, a real job. He just did stuff that he could find wherever. And he killed things if he needed meat. So wow. he was an interesting person. Mm. But, yeah, I definitely – that's where I got some of my critical thinking from. Mm.
2: I think – well, never had – my grandfather never had a job either. He was the same kind of deal. He built fences and he was the handyman around town. Um, Well-respected people, both of them, in the town. Um, But it was more common, I think, in that generation that you didn't necessarily punch a clock. There weren't that many people that did that.
0: That's true. Mm. Ian, where do you think you got your critical thinking from?
1: I, I would have to guess mostly my parents. They encouraged it all the time from a young age. The critical thinking. Really really, uh, they were supportive of a good number of things. Anything that that they they themselves could could really get behind, even if it wasn't completely like they would they would let me know what they thought about things, but would still allow me to explore those things. Like my my dad especially was very against me playing with G.I. Joe's and any other military themed <laughs> Action figures as a child. Interesting. Oh. He was like Yeah, he was like, you know, that is glorifying something that I do not find glorious. You know, there's there's no, you know, joy in killing. There's no uh, you know, victory without with without loss on the other side. He's like, So keep that in mind when you are blasting your way into Cobra headquarters. <laughs> and uh you know, I wanted to be included and play with my other friends, so he let me. But you know, he always made me aware of those things. So uh, mostly my dad, I would say.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I got mixed messages from my parents. I mean, they were both very. Yeah, we talked about this before. They're both scientists, both very analytical people. But they also used to. One of our family stories was about the ghost that lived in the house we lived in in uh, in Edinburgh, in Scotland. Evidently, when my brother and I were three or four years old, we would be sitting in the kitchen, and both of us would turn together and look in the corner and babble to the corner at the same time. And my parents would go, there's nothing in the corner. What are they talking about? What are, Who were they talking to? And they said that things would disappear in the house. Um, hot cocoa tin, things like that. Things small, unimportant. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> Things that three and four-year-olds would want to steal. <laughs> yeah, basically.
2: It, we couldn't reach it, though. It was way up in the cabinet. And they said the strange small things would disappear in the house. And they were convinced that the house... Um, had a ghost. And so it's kind of a mixed message from my parents is very analytical, scientific, think about things, critical thinking, and hey, we had a ghost when you were a kid. I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> that was my ghost story.
1: That actually, that led to some more critical thinking because I'd always wondered about that because, you know, another close friend of mine has uh, a daughter who is, uh, I want to say she's six or seven now, but, you know, when she was in the three to five range, she would have... You know, long, intense conversations with non-existent beings that her mother would either walk in on or be told about. And her mom would be like, "What is going on?" <laughs> but apparently, it's it's a thing. Apparently, it's something kids just do. Yeah. So, uh, y- yeah, you are you're definitely not alone on that one. I've I've heard at least at least two or three other experiences of people whose children talk to, you know, quote unquote, ghosts. Hmm.
3: Well, that's that good. stuff going sad.
1: missing. That's a little different, yeah.
3: right? But kids also have imaginary friends. And yeah, sure. I mean, I would I was I wasn't an only child, but my brother's 10 years older, so I didn't really have anyone. I would walk around all the time talking to no one. And I was having, you know, I was making up conversations in my head because I also lived on a farm and was bored out of my freaking mind.
1: Sure. <laughs> children. Children's minds are totally unfettered, unburdened by social norms and people worrying about people judging you and, and what other people will think they're just. Free to absorb the world and respond however they feel appropriate. So you never know quite what you're going to get.
3: Right. A lot of explanation there other than there's a ghost in the corner. But. <laughs> yeah.
0: But you guys are all fucking crazy as far as I'm concerned. <laughs>
3: all right. Are we moving on to the second topic? I think we
1: are. If it's, Yeah. If it's short. Yeah. That's, yeah. That first topic kind of spiraled out of control real fast. It was real interesting. Good job.
3: All right, so but, Ian, are you uh, are you able to bring us into the second topic here?
1: I, I can, I can. In in a very uh, scary way, it appears that the old claim of the South shall rise again <laughs> is uh, is beginning, <laughs> because they hate the gays like crazy, hate the gays, and there is a huge like several states in a row are passing what they are calling uh religious the religious freedom act or religious freedom laws laws in which they allow discrimination against the lgbt community based on the fact that the freedom of religion if they say the word religion and they disagree with your lifestyle then they can discriminate you in almost any way that they want and they they say that you know it's it's not targeted towards these groups, but the laws oh, the, the laws only target these groups. Yeah. It's, like, it's absolutely shocking to the lengths that they' have gone. In Mississippi, specifically, this bill protects people from discrimination claims who, if, if you believe that marriage is between a man and a woman, that sexual relationships should only occur uh, when married. And that the term male and female only pertains to a person's, you know, genetic and anatomical birth. So I mean, under this law, you can refuse to hire gays, you can fire the gays, you can prevent them from marriage, you can prevent them from adopting, you could prevent them from child care. If you're a medical professional and someone comes to you about gender reassignment surgery, or counseling for such things, you can deny treatments, you can deny counseling, you can deny the surgery. Judges, clerks, anybody working for the government can deny marriage licenses or anything else they need. Anybody working in the wedding industry, uh, you know, including limo drivers, DJs, caterers, dressmakers, anything, bakers. They can you can deny service to any any of them. Principals, school administrators, and things like that can set standards now for uh, sex-specific dress codes and grooming, so if you feel a boy is dressing too feminine or a girl is dressing too masculine, you can now punish them oh. or you know forbid them education if they're doing that.
3: Wow, that you, is far can, worse than the state that I had read.
1: Yeah, you can. Employees and school administrators can control... This is their, their thing with the access to locker rooms, spas, mm-hmm. bathrooms, any what they call intimate facility settings. And it really, it seems limitless to what you can do in the name of religious freedom. I just don't understand why people have a hard time understanding that the First Amendment does not give you the right to infringe on other people's rights. They just can't see beyond themselves. And this is just but that's so... The un-
0: they're going to say you're infringing on their First Amendment rights.
1: But they're not they're in not. any way. Well, I agree
0: with you, but that's their, that's their way around it.
1: I, I just... I like how they threw in the... Uh, the only one that I didn't follow was the, you know, sexual relations reserved solely for marriage. <coughs> like Like, the idea that, like, I am in Mississippi. I am a, you know, bridal store owner where I sell dresses and other things. And a couple comes in and they say, you know, we'd like to get some tuxes and a wedding dress for our wedding. And now I can then turn to them and say, if you can return with official medical proof that you're both virgins, I will sell you this stuff. Otherwise, get out of my shop.
3: Yeah. I don't think think that anyone's looking at that. I think what they're they're doing is if if they're blatant about it, if they're like – if they say, oh, we've had premarital sex – then that person can can throw them out. Like but I don't the think the person they're...
0: can do what Ian just said if he wants
1: to.
3: Right. The way, right. The, the way right. That, that law appears clearly... to be written. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean that's clearly not the target of this law.
2: Right. Why? it could be.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I can hope so. I
0: make up a religion. Right and then say i hate every or my religion prohibits me from interacting or doing anything with anybody from the state of mississippi and then can i open up a business and just turn away everybody i mean my business won't last long but i could be an asshole <laughs> to everybody <laughs> <laughs> like yeah i'm open sure. but you can't come in
3: <laughs> the way the law is written i i mean i don't have it in front of me but i don't see why you couldn't because it it specifically is for religious beliefs it's protecting freedom of conscience from the Government Discrimination Act. Right.
0: So they probably... The only thing that has to be on paper legitimately is that your religion is an actual recognized religion. Probably. So I just can't go and make one up. But I can go... I'm sure I could find one that's, that's real, that discriminates against white people or blonde people or something like
1: that. Well, again, but the, the this bill in Mississippi is very specific. The law says it protects from discrimination claims... Anyone who believes that marriage is between one man and one woman, that sexual relations are reserved solely for marriage, and that the terms of male and female pertain only to a person's genetic and anatomical birth—wow! But they can so
2: well. The it, genetic and anatomical birth can actually be different. I mean, that's true. You can't I mean,
1: you're have talking a rare, a it, rare. It's rare. But, yeah. Right. But so, I mean, it sounds to me that it's not as far reaching as we would like to believe, I like, get it encompasses all of the things like people, I don't know people who are of, you know, who don't subscribe to those first three things can't say, well, my religion doesn't like this. So I can't, I can discriminate against you. I bet those people are still not allowed to discriminate against you. Like it's, it's so specific. Right. And it's so uh, clearly targeted to say that if you claim to be a Christian, Feel free to hate Mississippi gays.
3: This is the part that I didn't get. So uh, when I first reading churches, religious charities and private businesses can use the law to legally not serve people with uh, whose lifestyles they disagree with. And okay, I knew that. But this I didn't even realize until while you were listing all the thing. Governments must still provide services, but individual government employees can use the law to opt out. Right.
0: Well, I know where Correct. Kim Days is moving to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Seriously.
3: Oh. So wait a minute.
0: Isn't there something about black people in the Bible saying, like, that they're supposed to be slaves or something to that effect? I'm sure there no, is. I don't yeah. know.
3: Well, slavery is uh, is not specific to black people
0: right. in the Bible. Just your enemies, I believe.
1: Right.
3: And But
0: that's... there isn't, like, a specific passage to, like, the dark man or anything. I mean, like,
1: now that not this s- is set s- forth. No. in regards
3: to slavery, no.
1: Correct. Yeah, okay. We can only discriminate against the gays at this point, but we can do it a lot. Like, I, I just missed a line in here that I forgot to mention that you can you can refuse to rent or sell them property.
2: Oh, well, okay. That's a, but that's been the law for a while, though. That's not a new part. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh ugh. yeah. Come to Pennsylvania and be
0: gay. I can discriminate against you in the real estate community all I want.
2: I did not know that. It, that is intense. Yeah. In Mississippi, like Georgia, it is already completely legal for businesses to discriminate on the basis of sexual sexual orientation in housing and employment decisions. You can refuse oh, okay. to hire or you can fire because of sexual orientation. Ha.
0: But, but it, now can I can I go through the Bible and find something and interpret it a certain way and use that to my advantage? Like for instance, like what if like I want to kill my neighbor and I walk outside and that motherfucker's working on a Sunday.
2: Hey now, he's wearing clothing of two different fibers.
0: Yeah, or something like that. Now can I go in there and like start beating the shit out of him? <laughs>
1: uh no, but you can discriminate against him theoretically. Okay. You can prevent all. You can deny him all these services, and he has no recourse.
0: Okay, so say if I own the local hardware store, and he comes in on Monday, and he's like, "Hey, I want to buy a wrench." I'm like, "I'm not selling you shit, dude. I saw you working yesterday. I may personally just hate him for that reason, (laughs) right?" But I'd be like, "You were working. I'm not selling you shit. Get out of my store." Sure. Well, Mississippi, enjoy your slippery slope. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, they're they're really out of control. That's that's. I mean, like I said, I've never heard someone say you know mississippi that is a bastion for progressive forward-thinking <laughs> so, people but uh this is a, it, this is a new low
0: it's a goddamn shame that disney's not shooting any movies in mississippi or this law might have never passed
2: <laughs> yeah well they're boycotting georgia they, they, they pledged well, georgia to-
0: shot they shot it down right their governor right. was like nope it's not going through
2: yeah the governor did and north carolina's uh paypal uh just said nope 400 jobs
3: yeah, so- so Mississippi and North Carolina both have passed similar laws. Mm-hmm. Georgia and now I don't have the other one in front of me, but Georgia definitely the it was the law was passed in as far as the state house, but the governor vetoed in two states and it was Georgia and I don't I can't find the other one. So but these laws are popping up all over the place and I think what we're going to see is the judiciary hasn't ruled in any of these states, I don't believe, regarding these laws.
2: Mm, they haven't been challenged yet. They're, only, they're
3: fairly new, yeah. Yeah, so I imagine that we're going to have some organizations challenging them in court here soon, probably pretty quickly.
2: Oh, yeah, the, AC, right. the ACLU is all over this, yeah.
3: But yeah, Georgia vetoed, and it was specifically, I, I think it was specifically because they were getting hammered by companies like Marvel and Disney, mm. PayPal, uh, you know, pulling everything, everything we're doing in the yeah. state. We're just pulling out of that state. Uh, they were going to film Guardians of the Galaxy 2 in, uh, in Georgia. And uh, Marvel said, yeah, no, we're not. Not if you pass that.
0: Well, the so walking... they did it for the right reason. <laughs>
2: yeah, right. <laughs> walking Dead was going to pull out, too. They were threatening to pull out of Georgia. So that, w- that would have been huge. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. And I think that's, uh, I mean, that's, that's, if that's working, then that's got to be the next step. Because one, I don't understand this, you know, other than choosing to interpret, you know, a very small, specific Bible passage in a way that that they are choosing to do it so that they can bring about this discrimination. I don't understand why. Like, there's what are they what are they gaining? Gay people make me feel icky.
2: Yeah. No. Well, I think they're, they're trying to return the, the United States to uh you know, the 1950s. They're trying to get back the good old days when, you know, women were in the kitchen and, and blacks knew their place and there were no gay people. And they, they <sighs> want to try for this nirvana that doesn't exist anymore and is ridiculous are- to begin with. Well, Seriously. this
0: is definitely a direct reaction to gay marriage being legal. And this is like, well, OK, well, we're going to find a way around this shit. Right.
3: Absolutely, it, uh, people so- are
0: living
1: too long. This is outrageous. <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, Bernie just won Wisconsin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not really. Like, I'm happy for him, and I, I, I would like that to think that that matters, but I don't think it does. Mm-hmm. I think I think both both the Democratic and Republican side of things have more or less been decided at this point. No matter how many minor wins occur mm-hmm. at this point,
3: yeah, I, I want to disagree with that, but I don't have I don't have a
1: whole lot of <laughs> evidence to back that. shit yeah. Should <laughs> seriously, I want to disagree with it too, to be honest. But yeah, I, I'm feeling really, really pessimistic about politics mm. lately.
2: Well, Cruz also won today, not Trump, which was kind of expected, yeah, I suppose. True. I'm not comforted by that. Strangely, though,
1: no, not at all. I was just uh, chatting <laughs> with uh, Ray over the weekend, and and Jared yesterday uh that i i think i've shifted camps on that like i think i would rather take my chances with a guy who has been on both sides of every issue Mm -hmm. and is just one weird dangerous coin flip away than one guy who i'm certain is on the wrong side of every issue (laughs) and is going to really lead his army of zealots across the united states to crush the lgbt community along with atheists and People breastfeeding in public and God knows what else. Mm. What
0: a joyous way to end the show.
1: (laughs)
3: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, One last thing on Crazy States, though. Tennessee, Mm. just in case you forgot that they were part of the South, (laughs) has voted 19 to 8 in favor of a bill to make the Holy Bible the state's official book. Oh, God.
0: So they're I mean, other than being stupid, how damaging can that be?
3: <laughs> well, it's not really, except for the fact that it's the Holy Bible. It's—I mean—they're endorsing a religion. They're, right. But what, it's going to be put up there right alongside the 50 caliber Barrett sniper rifle being the state's official gun. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> uh, because that—that
3: that mm. was a useful use of legislature that was just enacted earlier as well. Mm. You know, the Mason-Dixon
0: line's a good cutoff point to make two <laughs> countries. I mean, it's a perfect line.
3: <laughs> right. Uh, so back to your previous question. There is actually, in the Bible, Ham, son of Noah, the, the the youngest son of Noah, was cursed by Noah. And it said that he was cursed. And the quote is that cursed be Canaan, a slave of slaves. And he, he basically cursed Ham to go to Canaan. And that his his skin was darkened, and that he Noah said that he would be a slave of slaves for all years to come. He and his generations.
0: Oh, that couldn't be Mm. twisted into anything bad, could it?
3: Right. (laughs) So I I was wrong. There is there. I mean, it depends on the the reading because obviously it was originally in Aramaic. Aramaic. It was originally in Aramaic, and then the translation. It's you know that's difficult, but that is where your uh, enslave black people uh, justification in the Bible comes from.
2: I think the more goodness, I think the Mormons, Mormons use that, I think too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That was, that was their basis for discrimination against black people up until the seventies or eighties, whenever it was. Well, it's still, I imagine it still is.
1: Yeah. I mean, you gotta, that's, that's one of the many reasons that I, I gotta love the South. I mean, you just, after 150-plus years, you, you can't risk any sort of social change down there.
2: <laughs> well, that's one thing that to, to keep in mind, too. I mean, if you yeah. had gone with the popular vote against decriminalizing interracial marriage, it would never have passed. You cannot take – you cannot always use popular vote to do what is the human thing to do and the right. humane that's, thing that's, to do. That's
3: part of the use of the government is to stand up for the minority. Right. Protect the people who can't protect themselves. That's – Definitely a use of the government.
2: Absolutely. Because turns out people are dicks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's a good place to end it. <laughs> <There
3: he is. laughs> True that. I think we're out of time for this week. Uh, if you do have any comments, questions, etc., or if you'd like to ask anything about beliefs or questions you may have about your belief, please leave something on our commentary on the website, profaneargument.com. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. And until next time, I am Ray. I'm Karen.
1: I'm Jared. This is Ian.
3: Thank you, everyone. Good night, and may your God go with you.
0: Well, okay, enough. You've had your fun, but come on, there has got to be someone.